You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, before we jump into our Twitter mailbag, I want to say thank you again to our sponsor, Boomer Jacks. You know, it has been a stressful 2022 for a lot of us, whether those be for football reasons or, you know, other reasons. Uh, and you deserve a stress-free night out, and Boomer Jacks is going to be able to provide that with wallet-friendly drinks and eats. Uh, they got live music, all the games that you could be looking for, you know, professional, collegiate, whatever. It's going to be up there on the TVs at Boomer Jacks. There's something for the whole gang, whether you're looking for a great place for you and your friends to go hang out, a happy hour for the coworkers, or honestly, it's a great family spot too. Any sort of setting that you're looking for, Boomer Jacks is there to provide it. And you deserve to be happy. You deserve to have a nice, stress-free evening or, or Saturday afternoon. Boomer Jacks is going to provide that. Wall-to-wall TVs, live music, and more. Everybody's going to be happy. 17 DFW locations, so you know that you will have one near you. And you can find your Boomer Jacks location by heading over to BoomerJacks.com. Brian, it is now time for our favorite part of the show, and that's where we hear from our dear listeners for the Twitter mailbag. And the first question here, I think is a good one because we've talked about this a little bit, but we haven't necessarily gone in-depth on this. Kobe wants to know, what has Tolbert done, then he puts it in parentheses, or not done to not be in the rotation? What What are your thoughts on what we, you know, the things that we've seen from Tolbert that are just discouraging or the things we haven't seen that aren't encouraging enough that have kept him to be a game day inactive the first week and, and who knows where he'll be at for the second week? There was times when you and I were together in Oxnard that I didn't feel like that he handled uh, the routes very well. I didn't think he finished very well. I think there was some struggle with him on extending for the football, fighting for the football. And then you saw that in some of the preseason games where he just – you know, you curl in and, you know, you got a guy on your back and, you know, you're, you're trying to fight to get the ball, but not extending, like almost body catching it. Like you're trying to get it to you in order to secure it instead of extending for it. And I thought he was just real inconsistent doing that. And it was almost like he was playing with his nerves were just not very good. And when he played in those games, the Bronco game, you know, the Chargers, and then we came back to the star I felt like he was practicing better. Yeah, he I was. felt like there were times. Mike McCarthy like, said okay, that. Yeah, he he where he was where you're watching, you're like going, oh, okay, this is encouraging. But 
you know, and I, I know a lot of people, I, I mean, I got in some discussions on Twitter with folks and, you know, there were gentlemen, guys calling me out, you know, about, Hey, what, you know, brought us your wrong nine out of 10 times. Why should we listen to you? And I'm like, no, no, I'm hearing that from, from reliable sources that they're not going to address it. And they just, the inconsistencies with the, his game. And, you know, it wasn't about, you know, I applaud him for doing this. It's not about always protecting the draft. It's about, you know, putting guys out there that can make plays. And this is not the end of, of Tolbert. This is not, and everybody's acting like it's the end and it's not, it's just, you know, right now. And, and, you know, Stephen Jones, Mike McCarthy, they're, they're telling you, they're saying, Hey, we threw a lot at him and we asked a lot of him and it was too much where, you know, they threw a lot at Micah Parsons and I kept thinking, man, they're loading the wagon on this kid. They're making him rush. They're making him cover. They're making him do this. They're making him do that. He, he handled everything they asked him to do. And Tolbert, I felt like his confidence, his, his, his demeanor, it just seemed like that he was not just – it's not that he wasn't into it. It's just – it was tough. And you could tell it was weighing on him. Like every time you felt like that he, he found a uh, – you know, found the, the top of the sand pile, he was – another scoop of sand was thrown on top of him, you know, and he had to try and dig himself out. But when he got back to, to Frisco – you know, at the start, I thought he had better practices, but it just wasn't good enough to to make you feel like that they were going to make him active that week. Yeah, and and like you say, I think that he's still going to. I, I I still anticipate he'll have a good career. I liked him quite a bit when he was coming out, but it is disappointing that he gets beat out for being active by an undrafted free agent in his class. That's that's a little bit concerning. Yeah. Next question here from uh, Jake. He's asking, CeeDee Lamb over under seven receptions against Cincinnati. Boy, seven's a lot. Uh, I mean, mean, Cooper Rush showed last year that he's willing to to lean on. He'll load somebody up if they're catching that ball. He he will. So seven seems like a lot. I feel like he's more in the five to six range, so I'll go a little under. You know what? I I would say probably a little under too, but I bet you there are some big catches there. I bet you we get – I bet you we get some C.D. Lamb, you know, some some chunk plays out of those six, seven receptions that, you know, I, if, if they go out there and he gets two on 11 targets again, now start to sound the alarms. Now start to, to think, okay, what is the what is the real problem here? I'm not going to say just bad day at the office last week because the quarterback wasn't good, the receiver wasn't good, the coordinator wasn't good. You know, there's a lot of bad things offensively, but you go out there and get two catches again and you say you have, you know, 10, 11, 12 targets, that that's that that just can't happen. That can't happen. I uh I'm I'm gonna I think coin a, a little bit of a new term. Or it's not a new term, but a new I'm gonna draw an analogy to football. And uh is, is does C D Lamb have issues with photosensitivity? When the lights are bright, does he have problems? Yeah, I, I don't. You know, because last year, last year, first game against Tampa, first yeah. game in a full stadium, prime time uh, against the Super Bowl champs, he looked like it got to him a little bit. First was, game as the number one prime time looked like it got to him a little bit. You know, Bobby, and it's funny because you say that, and it's almost like Ceedee Lamb was talking himself into, "I've worked hard. I've worked hard. I deserve this. I'm a number one receiver. I've worked hard. I've worked hard." You know. I 
that's the most confident that I've heard CeeDee Lamb ever talk. Now, CeeDee Lamb, could, I, I say most confident, but there's times where CeeDee's been soft-spoken about things and kind of – but this was the time when you guys talked to him last week before the Tampa game. He sounded great. He sounded like, I'm ready, I'm ready. And But I wonder if he was trying to talk himself into, okay, I'm nervous as all get out right now. I know I'm the number one receiver and all that. You know, I – it's tough, man. When you when you when you put that uniform on, especially at that pro level, it could be a, it could be a daunting task. And you know he's made for two years. He's made a lot of receptions, but sure. now you're the lead dog in the sled. You know you got to go lead the you got to go lead the uh, the charge with the rest of the dogs. Next question here along the same lines of CD Lamb, so we can expand it a little bit. Joshua asking. Are the Cowboys using Lamb in the correct way? I think he's best in the slot, running crossing routes and option routes, wide receiver reverses and screens, rather him be in the slot. Brian, do you yeah. think he's just better as a slot primary receiver? How about that? Mike McCarthy told you he hates slot he hates option routes today in yeah. the in the yeah. in the media session. He told you he gave you a reason why, because and if you if you if you want a really good explanation why he doesn't like option routes, yeah, go back on Go back on DallasCowboys.com and and listen. To, Michael Gelkin asked the question, and I thought it was a really good question. I thought Mike get a, gave a super answer about not having to put it on quarterbacks and not having to put it on receivers in order to have success. He was, you know, it, the Cowboys run option routes. Mike McCarthy is not a fan of the option route if you listen to him talk, and he gives a really, really, really good reason, but. Yeah, we've seen CeeDee Lamb and stuff with the, you know, in training camp and, and and practices and when they're moving him around and stuff. You know, I think the movement part of it's fine. I just maybe you have to give him the whole field to work with a little bit more, uh, but you know, get him the ball a little bit quicker because the slants and stuff like that, if he's gonna be if he's gonna be kind of clunky getting out of his off the line and then you're trying to throw the slant, the quarterback's holding the ball, holding on that double clutched it a couple of times so I don't know I mean I'm I'm kind of caught right now playing inside I think that you know you get him some routes and get him into it quick and you throw him the football and away you go but again if you want to know why Mike McCarthy is not a, a fan of option routes go listen to his press conference today and again Michael Gelkin asked the question I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. When you uh, one last thing on CD, he's not a particularly. I mean, you can see him; he's thinly built. He's not a particularly strong receiver. He does, no. he doesn't play with a lot of strength. Do you think that's an issue for him on the outside? The fact that you know maybe corners feel like they can pin him. He has trouble getting to the middle of the field. Is that why him being in the slot may be a better where he's better suited since he doesn't have to work? It, it, yeah, if, they, the if they don't, if, yeah, if they don't press him up there, you know, I mean, if but you got to kind of if you play him on the move. You know, but that's what I'm saying. If you if you get him going in the route and you have – I think he's fine with free access. It's when he's trying to 
the movement at the line of scrimmage tends to give him a little problems or it makes him a little bit more delayed getting into the route. So, yeah, playing in the slot might might be the best thing for him. Next question here from Ryan Trammell. Uh, first off, he says, we have the best podcast around, Ryan. Thank so you, Ryan. Very nice of you Ryan. to say that. Appreciate uh, that. He says, do you think our offensive problems from the second half of 2021 and last week stem from being consistently out-schemed slash out-coached or is it more due to lack of talent or skill limitations at different positions on the offense, or is it some combination of both? I think it's a combination, and, I'm, and I hate riding the fence, but I really do believe this. I think your offensive line gets compromised, and especially last week. You know, if you look, losing McGovern, and you can say what you want about McGovern, but early in that game, I mean, you look at the first drive when they were playing. I mean, he was in the game when they were moving the ball, and I'm not saying Mc- I sound like I'm saying McGovern was the reason why the offense bogged down when he went out. But I think that him and Tyler Smith were going to have a really good game together. And you saw some kind of some leakage and problems and stuff like that when Farniak and Smith had to deal. Those are two guys that, I mean, one's played zero games and the other has played very little, you know. And and this week will be Farniak's first start. And it will be Tyler Smith's second start. So, you know, I think the, the the combination of some of the offensive line, the, the the issues with, you know, some of the pickups, maybe a little communication, that hurt the offense. But you you got Dak Prescott. I mean, he, you know, he's a guy that you were. I mean, I know I was. I was really excited for Dak this season because I thought he was going to show people like, okay, take this away, take this away, yeah. and I'm going to be just fine. And it wasn't that way. It wasn't that way. I don't think your coordinator was has been very good the last say uh, several games. You know, I mean, I just, I just, you know, he. It's almost like the double reverse stuff with Pollard. He like he forces that stuff. Yeah. You know, just so there's sometimes you just got to go back to just maybe running the football, yeah, let, or throwing let. it to Dalton Schultz, or simple stuff. Just kind of get everybody going again, and then you can be cute and creative and run double reverses and throwback passes and all those things. But when your offense is struggling, you almost have to go back to basics. And Zeke Elliott told you that. you got to run the ball more than 10 times. And I'm not saying you have to become the Tennessee Titans or even look at the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. They're what, 2-7 two, two and seven or 2-6. and six. You know, They're going nowhere. And what they do, they start just running the football. they got one of the better offensive lines in the league. You know, they, they, you know they, Their quarterback can't throw great. But what did they do? They they went and did what their team is good at. And, you know, in that game the other day, they looked like they were okay running the football. One of the positive things you could say, if you believe in metrics and pro football focus and ESPN stats, you know, their running game average, their their grades was right about you know, mid-pack for the, you know, for how they – the best thing they did offensively was run the football. And yeah. I just can't believe that you would go away – you know, and, and if I'm Mike McCarthy again, I click over and I say, Kellen, run it here. Run it again. Run it one more time here. Let's go. Let's get Dak into this game and let's run. And let's let's see if we can kind of get something going and then throw the football if you have to. So, I, I you know, you want to blame seed. I know it went way around the block on that question. <laughs> but, but Kellen Moore, to me, and Mike McCarthy, I'm, if I'm Mike, I'm telling Kellen Moore, do this. Do this, you know, and Mike is, you know, Mike, I think does a nice, I mean, he's, he's letting these guys coach, 
But sometimes you have to click over there and tell Kellen, hey, we got to think, think about this. Think about this right now. You know, Mike was a play caller. He, he understands. Yeah, I, I I think that's completely fair. Uh, that was I, that was way long. No, 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 I mean, no. It's good, I, Brian. This I get is what on a we're rant here for. This about is what we're this. here it, for. It frustrates me because I've seen CD Lamb make plays. Yeah, I watched him at Oklahoma make plays. Sure, you know, I watched a coach. I watched Jalen Hurts throw him the ball to make plays. <laughs> what does that tell you? You know, that's that's There's a, ways that, to that, do puts this. It, that puts it into perspective right there. What you're telling me is they need to go hire Lincoln Riley. Is what I'm hearing here. I would have interviewed more than two people. I know that. <laughs> I don't disagree. Uh, all right, Brian. Uh, quick prediction for the game. I have the Bengals winning this one. I don't think it's going to be particularly pretty. Give me the Bengals, thirty-one to thirteen. What do you got? Oh, you're saying just an old-fashioned ass kicking? Yeah, that yeah, that's old-fashioned ass kicking. It's what they, they. I think we're we're due for a couple of these, probably. I think the game is going to be close. I, you know, I'm, I hope I'm way wrong about this. I'm going to pick the Bengals, though. I think the Bengals find a way to win this one, 23-13. All right, very, very good. Offense struggles again. We both agree on that. There's that at least. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For Brian Broadus, I am Bobby Bell. Thank you so much to Mo Egger for joining us today, and uh, we will talk to you guys again on Monday, hopefully after a Cowboys victory. Talk to you all then.